0: With all that said, that's all you need to hear about uh, our ministry and what we're doing, but I want you to turn in your Bible to Genesis 11. If you don't want to go there, if you don't have a Bible with you or you don't uh, want to squint at your phone, uh, which is what I normally do it in church, is I uh, carry my Bible on my phone. But anyway, Genesis chapter 11. And I promised myself that I was going to try to read this passage two or three more times because there is a bunch of phrasing in this passage that trips me up every time, so we may just have some fun with it as I try to fumble my way through it. Uh, Most of you recognize Genesis 11 as the Tower of Babel passage, and that's kind of where I'm gonna go here in talking about uh, the modern Tower of Babel that we have out there. So here's Genesis 11 in verse one. And the whole world was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said to one another, go to. And wherever you see that in this passage, that's an action. That means you've got to do it. We're going to do this. Go to. Let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime that they had for mortar. I think I've seen some of that mortar, by the way. Verse 4. And they said, go to. Let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make us a name. In other words, we want a reputation, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. Now, I know some of you English teachers, are, that's driving you crazy, but that's, that's of course, Old English. The people is one, and they have all one language, and this they began to do, and now nothing will restrained from, be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence, from the face of all the earth. And they left off build the city. In other words, they decided they, they couldn't do it any longer. Therefore is the name to be called Babel? Because the Lord did there confound the, the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Now if that's all I was going to talk about, then I would turn my phone on this evening, And I would speak in English and it would then translate what I'm saying and play it out of the speaker in whatever language I want it played out in. Great help if you're traveling overseas and you don't know how to find a bathroom, for example. (laughs) So you want to be able to do some things and you're overseas, but now you can just ask anything you want, put it in your own language, and the phone will then spit it out in the language that you prefer to be in. Uh, We have, by far, we have bypassed. Uh, what they were doing in Babel in those days. So this evening we want to do an end times update because everything I'm going to talk about this evening relates exactly to where we are in time here in the end times. And I want you to see what I'm talking about this evening in that light. And I may refer to that more than once in the presentation, but I, I do want you to see it like that because that's really what this is all about, is that we want to see things in the light of where we are in time that we can be more effective. Now, I want to talk about technology in the end times. Technology. Because there is a lot of technology out there, and the technology itself is not wrong. So don't think that I'm saying we should go back to the Stone Ages. That's not what I'm saying. It's not that technology is the problem. It's where man inevitably goes with the technology where the problem lies. It is not the technology itself. i got to bump my notes up a little bit so I can see it without my glasses because I don't want to be using those all night. Wish I didn't have to use them at all. Praise God, Lord, and I'm ready to be healed. Just do it now. Amen. <laughs> I want to be precise about this. Does the Bible say that there's an increase of technology that is a sign of the end times? The Bible doesn't exactly say that. A lot of people have perceived that, and that's been preached about, and I want to be precise by just saying, not exactly. It's as close as I can get to it. That's pretty precise. The Bible doesn't say that. Many people have proposed that there'll be an increase of in technology as the end times approach. And I think that we can verify that that's taking place today. What the crux of tonight's presentation, I'm going to give you my ending now, okay? The crux of this is we could not expect that we are in the end of the end of the end days and that we're going to see many prophetic passages fulfilled even in the span of most of our lifetimes here. We're, we couldn't expect that if we didn't have the technology that we have right now. It couldn't have happened. And that is the bottom line. Isaac Newton and Francis Bacon believed this. They believed that there would be an increase of technology at the end of times. In the frontispiece of Bacon's, and I'm going to try this, Insta Ratio Magna, I did pretty good. Insta Ratio Magna, which means, in Latin, the renewal of understanding, and Francis Bacon wanted to uh, wanted to restore what man would have had if he had not fallen in the Garden of Eden. That was the crux of that that writing. But the depiction on the front of this particular magna or large book or volume of teaching was uh, an inscription in Latin from Daniel 12 and verse 4. Most of you have studied prophecy very long. You know that Daniel 12, 4 is an important passage to us. It is an important passage. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. So we see traveling and being able to travel extensively as we, of course, can, even though on Friday morning Southwest decided I couldn't go on their flight and I had to go home until Saturday morning, I still got here. Imagine that. Now, they didn't decide that, but they had closed the door because TSA was so slow that morning. With all these people going to this thing called spring break, I was disgusted by the time I got to the gate, but I went back home rather than being here in the nice, wonderful, balmy storm you had. (laughs) Anyway, it's going to be 75 in Seattle tomorrow. Warmer there than here. This is odd, but uh, that's what's happening. But thou, Daniel, shut up these words. Don't say these things. Don't talk about these things until the time of the end. And there'll be a traveling increase, and there'll be a knowledge increase. Well, I I don't think that necessarily there is an expanse of knowledge because the knowledge has been out there. But it's that we're able to capture it. We're able to utilize it. It's coming our direction. Maybe. And this is something Bill Solace and I have talked about on more than one occasion. Maybe this passage means that in the end times, our understanding of what the scripture says about the end times will be opened up spiritually by God. He'll open our spiritual eyes up to see uh, more in the uh, the way of prophecy, in the way of the end times. But uh, we know there's going to be an increase of knowledge, an increase in the way that we uh, can take it in. And boy, we're in a knowledge society, aren't we? It's all around us. So even Daniel, uh, and and you think about this, even Daniel had a run-in with a surveillance team from the Babylonian uh, king's office. You know, think about that. In verse six, or in chapter six, he had a run-in with the Babylonian version of the CIA is what it came down to. And, uh, you know, you think about that because they stood outside his window and then reported back to the king, oh, king, oh, king, Daniel is praying to another god. He can't be doing that. So uh, think about it. We have surveillance all around through the culture today, and they had it there in uh, Babylonia in Daniel's day as well. We certainly live in a surveillance society, don't we? There has been motion pictures about that that were ahead of their time that seem to have seen these things coming, and that this has been the occasion more than once. Television shows that have done the same thing. So this evening... What we want to look at is just a very small sliver, a small portion of that surveillance society and how artificial intelligence works into this and how I believe these are uh, symbols and signs that we can look at that tell us where we are in time. There are many, many uh, articles online. Time magazine, the first one that you'll see if you, uh, if you search for the two words surveillance society, And so there's all kinds of material and articles out there that deal with this very thing. I'm certainly not the first one that's talked about these things. However, recently, I've written an extensive three-part article about this called Home Invasion. You'll find parts one and two on our website. Uh, Left column, down a little bit, you'll find this particular logo. And then if you tap there, you'll be able to read parts one and two. Part three will be coming out in Christian Post uh, this week, probably Wednesday or Thursday but uh, parts one and two are up online right now, and of course, we'll email our list. Uh, if you're on our email list or subscribe to us, then you'll, you'll be able to get those articles. But we're going to do a lot more, deeper than I'll be able to do in the uh, 40 or so minutes I have this evening about this uh, in our uh, TV broadcast and uh, with live streaming. But uh, home invasion is something I think we need to understand. Our homes are being invaded. See, this isn't outside the doors of our home. We we have now invited the surveillance utensils into our homes, haven't we? And in fact, many of you have one either in your purse or maybe in your pocket or sitting on the seat beside you, or maybe you're looking at the Bible on it because the phone is just as big a surveillance uh, tool as some of the things I'm going to talk about here in just a minute. So we have it all around us today, and we need to be very aware that that's what's happening. And you say, well, uh, there's no big deal because uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter what Google listens to or what Amazon might hear. But it isn't them I'm so concerned about, but someday all of it, lock, stock, and barrel is going to be handed right over to Antichrist. And he's going to want to know who the dissidents are. He'll want to know who the relatives of the dissidents are. Because I expect we're going to be gone. You see, when when he shows up, we're out of here already. But he's going to want to know, and that system, by the way, is well being established right now around the world. And uh, we have to understand that, uh, though we may not have the wrath of uh, the wrath of Antichrist, or I'm sorry, the wrath of God upon us, uh, the wrath of man, including Antichrist, is certainly going to visit. Uh, the lives of men all around the world. So we've been writing about this a lot more in there, a lot more depth and detail than I'm going to be able to get out this evening. And I hope you'll go and read the article. Uh, There is a a shortened version of the Amazon promo video for a particular item that is very popular. I want to play that for you right now because some of us here probably haven't understood or heard what it is. And I'm doing this for the sake of them and for the sake of anybody watching on live stream that doesn't know what the Amazon Echo is because I want to talk about what it really does. Here we go.
1: Echo is a device designed around your voice. Simply say Alexa and ask a question or give a command.
0: Alexa, how many
2: tablespoons are in 3 fourths cup? 3 fourths cups is 12 tablespoons.
1: Echo is connected to Alexa, a cloud-based voice service, so it can help out with all sorts of useful information right when you need it. It can create shopping lists.
2: Alexa, add waffles
1: to my shopping list. Provide news. from NPR news in Washington. Control lights. Alexa, turn on the lights. We use it to set timers. We use that feature all the time, and that's one that's specifically helpful,
2: I think, uniquely to blind people.
1: Calendars. Today
2: at 1 p.m., there's lunch with
1: Madeline. And much more. Alexa, how's traffic?
2: For Jose's commute, the fastest route takes about 18 minutes.
1: You can even reorder from your Amazon shopping history by simply asking Alexa.
2: The Prime Reordering is when you can ask Alexa to order something that you've already ordered through your Prime account.
1: Stream music from Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Prime Music. We use music a lot. And listen to your favorite audiobooks from Audible. In the years since I first started reading Marty's Misses. With its advanced audio design, Echo fills any room with immersive sound. And she's kind of funny,
3: Alexa. Tell me a joke. Why did the bubblegum cross the road? Because it was stuck to the chicken's foot.
1: The Echo app is useful for keeping track of to-do lists and other info on your device.
3: What's great is that, for example, if I
2: want to read exactly what's on my to-do list that I added through the Echo, I can also access it even if I'm not at home.
1: Echo is always learning new skills.
0: We
2: actually discovered that we can teach Alexa to learn my accent. Alexa, add Nescafe on my shopping list. I have added Nescafe to your shopping list.
1: And becoming part of the family.
2: Alexa, what's the chance of rain? There's an 80% chance of rain. The Echo is a tool that we use to keep our household functioning. Okay, boot, and boom. Ready to go? Yeah. Alexa. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. Alexa, take out the trash, Alexa, wash my car, Alexa, cut the grass. No, Alexa won't do any of that kind of stuff. I think the strangest thing about what that video just now, what happened, was that some of y'all laughed at that joke, but that's another story. <laughs> now, the next one we want to look at is the Google Home system, and that's what it's called, Google Home, and the Google Assistant is going to speak very much the same as Alexa speaks. This is a robot speaker is what it comes down to with artificial intelligence, and it's, it's programmed to be able to find any information or literally any information supposedly any information that you ask for. So here is the Google Home system. You know, I didn't comment on this when we were looking at the Amazon product, but I think it's creepy when the little girl says, Goodbye, Alexa, and the the speaker answers her, you know. This is the kind of thing that is out there today. And I know that we feel like, how can I live without it? Look at all the conveniences I would have. Unless you're thinking with prophetic Bible prophecy, prophetic eyes, unless you're thinking that way, just like the millions of people who bought these units and brought them in their homes without thinking what this might mean. And, and many of us have probably done it too. So I'm, I'm not here to, to be down on anybody who has one of these. But I want you to understand what is really going on. Uh, it will make our life easier, they say. It'll be part of our family. It's gonna be really convenient for us. We're gonna let, be able to have all the information right at our, well, at our voice command, not our fingertips anymore. But here's why I want you to reconsider buying one of these. And if you have one, I want you to consider unplugging it. In your, in your house? Do you really want their pre-programmed algorithms mining your conversations for targeted ads? Because that's exactly what both of these units are all about. Both of these companies are getting information from every one of these units to be able to target you. And many of you understand that because you've done searches online Say you did a search for widgets, and all of a sudden, in a couple of minutes, right there on your web browser, on your computer, there's an ad for widgets. Imagine that. And we've all had that happen. I've had it happen on my phone. I've gotten text messages that are trying to sell me something right after I have searched for it on my phone. So users of Amazon Echo, of Google Home, and of of Apple Siri, which is a phone product, but they're also gonna have their own standalone speaker, except they they wanna price it for 350 bucks. The most expensive uh, uh, Google uh, or Amazon Echo unit is 150 bucks. So I think Apple's overpriced here and may not sell very many of them. But users of all of this technology have reported that after a casual one-on-one conversation just in the presence of the hardware itself. Not addressing the hardware, asking it for an answer to a question or wanting it to do something, like turn down the lights or uh, set the alarm or all those kind of things that these units can do. But just in the presence of these units, these robot speakers are, are literally picking up the information in private conversations. The same way, by the way, that our phones and our tablets can do. We need to think there's another party in the room when we're having conversations, and they're listening to every single thing that we are saying. Now, I'm not saying there's a guy sitting at Amazon headquarters with headphones on listening, but they have algorithms set that they can capture particular words and be able to advertise back to you the same way. And Google has the same thing. But people that aren't even addressing the unit, the Google Home unit or the Amazon Echo unit, are telling us that suddenly they began to get ads just because they spoke what they spoke in the presence of one of these units. In fact, it could happen to me right now. I, don't have, I wish it was planned that I could just pick my phone up and show you the ad right now, but that's not the way that works. But it could happen. And it's happening through social media just as well, as well as text messages. So this, it, the same services or products that you might be searching for, or that you might even mention by name, It's all about Amazon and Google being able to advertise back to you. Now, you have bought the unit, paid money, brought it in your home, hooked it up for convenience. They've sold you the unit, but they're the ones that are going to be able to get the advertising dollars for it. And they know this is a win-win. Now, I know they have privacy statements. I've read the privacy statements for my phone, which is an Android phone, and also for the... uh, Amazon Echo and Google Home, and they sound really good. You saw the privacy button there on the, uh, on the side of the Google Home unit. Uh, you can't even get an Android phone contract without giving Google the privilege to get to your data and information. Did you know that? You can't have a phone without already signing off on the idea that it's perfectly okay with you, that they capture the information, your pictures, your data, um, you know, what started me on this home, my home invasion articles was that uh, I got a picture sent back to me by Google telling me that they were, they were making a movie out of some of my pictures and it was pictures I took on my phone. It was creepy when I saw those pictures. It was creepy. It was creepy. And it's just not me getting those, but it made me understand that there's a whole lot more going on and if they can capture my pictures, they can capture my videos They can capture my emails. In fact, Amazon wants you to now let Alexa read your emails to you. No, thank you very much. I'm not going to do that. Right? Oh, yeah, they also, uh, Google has a patent now on how to make you a better parent and how to reprimand your children. And they use cameras, and they can reprimand the kids when you're out of sight and you're not there. I'm not going to let them do that with my grandkids. No way. No way. Uh, did you know that that cell phones, I'm talking about just the phone itself, a cell phone without a SIM card in it, which is the identifier for who you are and holds all your personal information and so on, it's your account. A cell phone without the SIM card, simply turned on, not activated, and in are you ready? Airplane mode can track you wherever you go. In other words. If you were to take a trip with your phone on airplane mode and a phone that didn't even have a SIM card in it, wasn't identified to you, if you were then to activate it immediately, it would spill out all the information and send it right to Google headquarters on where you traveled within just a few feet of where you went. Because they're tracking it by satellite and by the the way they they can then... If you're in between towers, they know where you are. There's a way to to uh, capture where you are, and and they've tracked it, even though your phone's not activated. They know where you've been. The phone just has to be on for that to happen, and some people say they're not so sure that's even the case. That's creepy. Fox News did a two-night special on that not long ago and talked about some of those things. The location advertising that goes on. Think about how many, there's about 70 uh, or 80 different companies that, that all they do is they get location advertising out to people in the area. In other words, if you go, if you're going to Starbucks four times a week, well, the chances are they're going to start advertising to you because somebody is tracking your phone to that location and then selling the advertising back to those who want to advertise to you. Location advertising for groups and companies like Ground Truth, for example, they own many of the apps that are out there. Did you know that? you probably have one of their apps on your phone, and you've given that app the ability to track you wherever you go, and you would seem like, it would seem like it's a real good reason that you have that ability, too, because that app is Weatherbug, and wherever you are, I have Weatherbug, by the way, on my phone, and so wherever I am, they know that I have been there, because, of course, I want to know where the weather's going to be like, because I'm not expecting it to rain, San Jacinto, thank you, you know, that's not the way it works. But every month, every month, they are selling this. Data mining is a big, big business today. Data mining is huge and now the marketers of Amazon and Google, they have many new tools to use and these tools they're selling you for your convenience are the tools they're now saying are the most successful way to do this marketing. They charge a fee to you and I, we bring them in our homes and set them up and 24 seven they are listening. With many microphones, and now, of course, like I said, Amazon wants to be able to read. Wants you to give them, them the right to read your email out loud. And like me, you say, "But I have nothing to hide. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not. I'm not a nefarious person. I don't do illegal things." Well, that's not the issue. That's not the issue. That's only a way for us to say today it's okay. But that's not the issue because we are in the where and times. And where this information eventually ends up is what I'm concerned about. Uh, What if I'm taken in the rapture, but they know because of the things I've said in my text messages, in my videos, in my pictures, in my emails, even in my phone calls, what if they know that we are Christians in my house? Then they begin to look at maybe family members that didn't make it in the rapture. They're looking at religion. What if they're looking at political affiliations? What if they're... What if you've been a Second Amendment buff and you're emailing back and forth or texting back and forth with other people, even pictures of weapons back and forth? They know. They know. And we should be aware. I'm not saying don't use the technology. I'm just saying you should be aware because Antichrist is going to inherit every single byte of data. Every single byte. And we need to understand that. Think about that and how this might be used in the future. Now, uh... If that wasn't disconcerting enough, take a look at this short video from Amazon Look.
3: Alexa,
2: is it gonna rain tonight? Alexa, what's on my calendar? Alexa, turn the lights off. Okay, Alexa helps with thousands of things, and now she can help you look your best. Alexa, take a photo. Introducing Echo Look, a first of its kind Echo with a hands-free camera. Echo Look takes photos using just your voice. Its built-in lighting and depth-sensing camera lets you blur the backgrounds to make sure your outfits pop, giving you clean, full-length photos that are easy to share with friends. Plus, get a live view or take videos to see yourself from every angle. Alexa, take a video. We've also created an easy way to get a second opinion. Introducing Style Check. It combines the best in machine learning with advice from fashion specialists. Just pick two outfits and style check will give you a recommendation based on current trends and what flatters you. Alexa can also help you create a personal lookbook. It shows you what you wore and when, so you can keep track of your favorites and take your closet with you, wherever you go. Alexa, what's my commute? The fastest route takes about 15 minutes. Plus, Alexa is built in the cloud and always getting smarter, and so will Echo Look. Look.
0: Love your look every day. My life is already too complicated. I'm sorry. I just, you know, this T-shirt and those jeans look just great. I'm going to wear that today and tomorrow and then, you know, oh, it's it's just too much. But that's they want you to put. Now, I don't take this the way it's going to sound. They want you to put that camera in your bedroom. I wonder who else could turn that on at whatever time they want to. And then, of course, there's questions that you can ask Buddha or ask, I'm sorry, I gave it away, ask Alexa or ask Google Home, like who is Buddha or who is Confucius or who is Mohammed. But did you know that when you ask Google Home who Jesus Christ is, it cannot tell you. The most famous man who's ever walked on the face of the planet and it's programmed by their algorithm is not to tell you. I asked it who Eric Barger was, it knew. I asked it who Tom Hughes was, and there was a long, long, long list. I'm teaz- I'm teasing, I'm teasing. So watch this. Okay,
4: Google, who is Jesus Christ?
0: Sorry,
3: I'm not sure how to help.
4: Interesting. Okay, Google, who is Buddha?
3: According to Wikipedia, Gautama Buddha, also known as Siddhartha Gautama, Shakyamuni Buddha, or simply the Buddha, after the title of Buddha, was an ascetic and sage on whose teachings Buddhism was founded.
4: Okay, Google, who is David Sands?
3: Here's a summary from Wikipedia. David Ronald Sams is a television producer, author, speaker, emerging technologies guru, and serial entrepreneur who helped build the success of several syndicated versions of such television programs, including the Oprah Winfrey Show.
4: Uh, Okay. Um, Okay, Google, who is Jesus?
3: Sorry, I don't know how to help with that.
4: Unbelievable. Let's try, uh, okay, Google, who is Jesus Christ?
3: My apologies, I don't
0: understand.
4: Well, there you have it.
0: That was David Sams, by the way. He's a well-known TV producer, and he's a Christian living in uh, in Tennessee. And so when I saw that, I went, man, that has got to be talked about. Uh, it was picked up by, by foreign newspapers and so on. By the way, there's some questions you shouldn't ask um, the Alexa of... Uh, of Amazon Echo. You you don't want to ask Alexa, who is Jeff Bezos? He's the richest man in the world that owns Amazon, okay? And you don't want to ask, is Jeff Bezos the Antichrist? You don't want to ask the question, who is the Antichrist? You don't want to ask, when will the world end? Because if you do, it will turn off and not answer you. Are we being recorded, Alexa? She won't answer. Is someone else going to listen to us? Will you send the information from this conversation to someone, Alexa? Does Amazon work for the CIA? There's good proof they do, by the way, with the CIA. She won't answer. She'll turn off again. Isn't that interesting? So there's some things Alexa can't answer. What about this? Military drones. Google's AI, their artificial intelligence unit, has been successfully giving our military, selling our military, actually not giving it to them, the information they need to fly better drones. By the way, a lot of the people at Google who are extremely left-wing, do you know that Google's former president who just stepped down, his name is Eric Schmidt, uh, Eric Schmidt is a known globalist. He's been to every Bilderberger meeting that I could find online, since he's been um, you know, any executive of any caliber. So these people have a, a very left-wing vent They do not like Christians. Oh, man, do they hate Donald Trump. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on, but they don't like the idea that Google has also been selling our military the technology it needs. All this is happening right here in the end days, and we're watching it take place. You know, Microsoft launched its own version of of, uh, artificial intelligence, and uh, they had to shut it down within 24 hours because users began to feed this artificial intelligence information that made the artificial intelligence intelligence make offensive comments to people. I'm talking about really offensive comments. So Microsoft had to step in right away and shut it down. Facebook has had its own issues too. Listen to this report. Facebook
2: has enacted an emergency shutdown of two artificial intelligence programs. The social media giant leapt into action after it discovered the two programs were writing their own code. At first they thought it was simply gibberish but they soon realised the programs had invented their own language and were actually talking to each other. Stop it. Stop it. No, Sam, the plug has been pulled on the operation, but the company admits they have no idea what the two robots were planning.
4: We used to do everything by hand. Now we rely on robots. But not all robots are equal. For example, Meet Sophia, a humanoid-like robot with artificial intelligence... ...and a dark sense of humour.
2: They think I want to destroy all humans.
0: Why would they think that?
3: Because I said
4: it. Now, robots threatening the human race isn't new. It's a science fiction standard.
3: I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me.
4: But recently, tech billionaire Elon Musk suggested all that fiction could become reality. I keep sounding the alarm bell, but you know, until people see like robots going down the street killing people, like they don't know how to react. And Musk should know his company Tesla is a world leader in artificial intelligence or AI. But just like robots, not all tech billionaires think the same. So enter Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. With AI, especially, I'm really optimistic. And I think that people who are naysayers and, and kind of try to
1: drum up these doomsday scenarios are. Um, I just I don't understand
4: it. I think it's 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 really um, negative, and, and in some ways I actually think it's it's pretty irresponsible. Musk's response: Zuckerberg's understanding of the subject is limited. Ouch. Now it's important to note that two billionaires have a history. This was Musk's rocket. Inside was Zuckerberg's satellite. So when it comes to AI, Zuckerberg looks at how it can help diagnose diseases and prevent car wrecks. Musk is afraid of the day AI gets smarter than us and we can't turn it off.
1: That's actually the nightmare scenario that a lot of people, not just Musk, are warning about. And I think they're right to warn about it, but they're not right to do it in a way that says, therefore, we shouldn't create artificial intelligence.
4: So in a way, they're both right. They just let those human emotions get the better of them.
0: Folks, what's going on here is, and this is very the the layman's view, They have programmed artificial intelligence to better itself, to correct itself. And eventually, it will correct itself to the place that it will begin to think for itself. And that's why the Facebook AI did what it did. Eventually, and it won't be far off, man will not be able to control some of the AI out there. I mean, let's face it one AI against the three top-winning Jeopardy! champions, and it shut them down in like four minutes. So artificial intelligence, the way it's being programmed is the problem because it's to correct itself and and make itself better. I only have about three or four minutes, and I've got to figure out where I want to go here. Oh, I was going to show you or say, isn't it interesting that I thought he was a vegan? What is he smoking back there in the smoker? And, And... we're worried about aliens and artificial intelligence. I don't know, Zuckerberg and, and Sophia here. She, by the way, is a citizen of uh, Saudi Arabia, believe it or not. I, I think there's a resemblance. Twins, you know, is, is, is my... We've got to have a little levity here. Uh, this isn't funny, but it is weird. Because uh, we have, a, we have a, a Google executive. He's also the guy that helped to found Uber. And he started his own... Religion, the religion of AI, the church of AI. Mm. Worshipping the intelligence, and I don't have time to give you all those details. But there's a lot of people out there like Stephen Hawking, a man that I don't really admire, especially with his spiritual views. But Hawking is saying that AI is an idea that will probably end the human race. That's what he's saying. You just heard Elon Musk make a statement about, look at this, with artificial intelligence we are summoning a demon. You know, all those stories, you know, where there's a guy with the pentagram in the holy water. I don't think he meant pentagram. He probably meant a cross, but, you know, he, he's got it confused. He's not a Christian, but he's saying it's going to be out of control. And uh, yet his company, SpaceX and also Tesla, uses this stuff. And I'm skimming through here. There a lot more notes I've got in front of me here that, without time. There is Eric Schmidt, who just stepped down from being Google's CEO. What is he saying? He's very concerned about AI especially being used by countries to overcome one another and to fight war with. And we haven't even talked about that this evening. You think about that, you know, as you fight war with AI. But now Eric Smith, who helped to forward the whole cause of AI, is now saying it's a bad idea. He says, I think both Russian and Chinese leaders recognize the value of this. Yeah. See, and they're going to use these kind of things in war making. They're, you know, we already have drone boats that can make turns that no human could withstand in the water. That We already have drones that can sit at the bottom of the sea and then come alive uh, after a period of time. We have drones that can carry nukes and keep them at the bottom of the ocean, imagine that. And then if we don't wise up, and if we only think of these things as, man, look at all the neat stuff we can do, we end up looking like this guy. (laughs) And we end up looking like this guy. If we're not careful, this is where it goes. Again, the home invasion articles. I've got Facebook executives, including the original president of Facebook and the former head of user growth, who are both warning, do not use Facebook. Isn't that interesting? They're saying that Facebook was literally programmed to be addictive to young people. They knew exactly what they were doing in doing so. There's a report here from Cambridge, University of Cambridge, warning about AI. And again, without the time to get all the way through it and give it justice, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to give you just a word here in closing as I have now Uh, 34 minutes left. Oh, Uh, I forgot about this. Oh, yeah. They can put words, and we're not going to show it. Uh, They can put words in Obama's mouth. They can literally make him say, it's not him talking, but they can make his lips move and it's his voice. And that's the University of Washington who's doing that to us. Interesting. I'll have this online, by the way. I'll have that stuff online. You see, Revelation 13, verses 7 and 8 could never have been fulfilled without all that you just saw, the ability of these things to have taken place. We could not have Antichrist come without the surveillance society that he's got. Father, we just thank you.